I assure you that Howdy folks, what is up? Another episode of the Common Chaos Podcast, your one-stop shop for that beautiful balance of chaos and order. Once again, I am your host with the most, Brian Kern, here to discuss life, the good, the bad, all the ugly in between. We're just here to talk. We're just here to tell some stories, share a little bit about life, hear some good stories, learn a thing or two, take a take a break from your daily routine your weekly routine whatever it is um man it's the first uh first solo podcast i've done in a the last like three or four i think i had like four straight fight or uh working class violence fight related podcast um gonna talk a little bit about that today before we get into it too deep let's get these formalities out of the way the podcast as always is brought to you by two wonderful sponsors the first one being fight back cbd Fightback CBD is probably one of the fastest growing CBD companies in all the country right now, uh, and maybe even the world. Justin McClenney from Fightback CBD is the owner and founder. It is a CBD company. Uh, they have recently started expanding their product base, and they now feature THC products as well, including the state legal uh, THC products in the states that don't have recreational uh, marijuana use. Uh, so, for example, here in Texas, where uh, they have a really construed view on what a person's rights are. Uh, but, yeah, you're not allowed to get a certain weed, but you can get some weed, and some of that weed is considered diet weed, Delta 8, maybe Delta 9, Delta 10, all the deltas. Uh, your boy, Justin McClenney over at Fightback CBD has those. So he can ship to all 50 states in the United States. He also ships all over the world. He sponsors athletes as well. Check out his Instagram at Fightback CBD. Um, you can also check out the website, fightbackcbd.com. You guys will save 20%. On anything and everything he just released a BCAA formula which is fucking phenomenal it is one-to-one BCAAs and CBD I use that shit for all of my workouts now that has become a part of my regular workouts if you see me at jiu-jitsu if you see me in the gym I've got a water with me and I've got a container of the fightback CBD uh, BCAAs now um, the next sponsor, Phoenix Fit, they also carry their own BCAAs. So if you are a fan of uh, using BCAAs during a workout, using the branch chain amino acids, uh, I suggest trying both of them just to see which one you like. My critique of the Phoenix Fit one, it's a little too sweet. It's a little too sweet, um, especially for their products. Fight, uh, I'll get into Phoenix Fit's products here in just a sec. But yeah, fightbackcbd.com. Use the promo code CHAOS. At checkout, you're going to save 20% on everything. Get yourself the Fightback CBD BCAA formula. It's phenomenal. Uh, they've got the roll-on CBD formula back in stock. They just released a 50-50 blend, which is 50% THC, 50% CBD of their oils. Um, they have a brand new rainbow and maroon rash guard out. They still got the Fightback CBD shirts up. You guys have been supporting them. Uh, and what's really awesome is when you support Fightback CBD and go through their website and use my promo code, they support the podcast. And you guys have done so, and I really appreciate it. So continue to do that promo code CHAOS at checkout. Save yourself 20%. The next 
sponsor of the podcast is Phoenix Fit. They are a gym. They are a supplement company. They are uh, the fastest growing gym in the United States right now, no doubt. That is an actual fact. Uh, and it's because of some of the great programs they're a part of. The one that they highlight the most is the Live program. So I want you guys to head over to phoenixfit.com. That's F N X fit.com and you're going to check out their live program uh, trailer that they got it's only 55 seconds and it explains how every item that you purchase through their website not just every complete purchase every item you purchase helps donate a clean gallon of water to someone uh, in need of it all across the world Uh, there's over 600 million people in the world that don't have access to clean water and sanitation phoenix fit is doing their part to try to give back to those communities right now to date they have donated over 600,000 gallons that's right, over 600,000 gallons of fresh water have been delivered through phoenixfit.com. Uh, you guys can check them out. Use the promo code CHAOSFNX. So that's CHAOSFNX, and you guys are going to save 15% on anything. That's all their supplements, all their gear, all their apparel. They just restocked their OG logo t-shirt. They have a brand new Monster Mentality t-shirt. They, too, have just restocked up on their nootropics as well. I've highly recommended their nootropic formula that they have. I compare it to, like, an alpha brain. It's great. Again, they have phenomenal products. Their BCAAs, my only critique of their BCAA product was... um, that it was a little too sweet and what's great about phoenix fits products is they're vegan they're non-gmo there's no sugar added to any of their products these guys these are premium supplements that they sell and they are phenomenal they've got a great variety of uh, proteins and they actually have an am and a pm protein depending on when you get your workouts done they have these uh complex basically these mixtures of ingredients that they've calculated for their am and their pm portions or uh, proteins and they have um these basic like for example their pm protein has valerian root in it which helps with sleep it also has melatonin in it which helps with sleep uh so it's going to help you go to bed at night especially if you're working out your body's awake it's in recharge mode or recovery mode you got to have something that's going to help your brain relax and and take a little bit of a of a dip and so their pm protein has a couple ingredients that are going to help you sleep their am protein happens to have green tea extract and i believe it's got uh like caffeine caffeine extract it also has has uh, one of the ingredients that is in their nootropic. So it's got a formula that's made to help you with your morning workouts. Uh, I personally don't like working out in the morning, but I will still take their AM protein because it's a great meal replacement, obviously, and it also tastes great. Less than a gram of sugar in all of their proteins, which is fucking crazy because they taste phenomenal. Uh, my favorites are the blueberry muffin, the cinnamon roll I currently have right now. It is fantastic. Their pre-workout is some of the best pre-workout I've ever had. And I used to order, uh, I used to order Black Market's Adrenaline, which I don't even know if they make anymore. I think Black Market got sold and some other companies doing shit. But I used to order Black Market's Adrenaline, and that shit got, gave me the tingles, the beta alanine, and it. it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Phoenix Fit's got it all. Save yourself some great money on some supplements. 15% use that promo code Chaos. FNX at checkout. All right, with the formalities out of the way, appreciate you guys tuning in again. You can always find the podcast, commonchaos.net, the common chaos on Instagram and Twitter, the original common chaos. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on. This episode was originally intended to be one about like the flight or fight responses um, and handling stressful situations and but I've got I went deep on a rabbit hole on that one and so I've got like three or four pages of notes that I'm trying to consolidate down to just like two pages uh and formulate a discussion that I think is going to be worthy of listening to or a 
a rant if you. I'm not going to be talking to anybody. It's going to be a solo episode, but I am going to talk about like stress, reacting to stress, fight or flight. Um, and the reason being is obviously if you followed me or the podcast or anything you know over the last year, it's been pretty hectic and chaotic over the last couple of years, obviously as it has for everybody. But uh, for me uh, personally, I, I've graduated college and finally at the age of fucking 34, whatever that means and looks like. It's weird, definitely weird, especially like the online environment from my only experience in school ever, even when I did do some college was actually in person and then, you know, having to finish in the online format is weird because you're, you're, you're not necessarily disconnected. You're still on like these live chats and these Zooms and you're talking to students and you're still in group projects and you're still working with them, but it's, I'm not in person and it, it, it's not, you know, lectures are just, it's different through a screen and, and you know, early in the morning and when I'm home than is it if, if it is, if you're actually inundated in the class, right. And surrounded by everything. And, and so that's just been a weird experience for me that I'm still uh, unpacking and assessing. I left my longtime job. A lot of people know that I was a, a sales manager and associate manager at team mobile. Uh, and I was with that company for 11 years. Uh, I was in the manager position for like four or five of those years. And that was just a fucking ride in of itself, the longest relationship I've ever been in. I got married, obviously, in October. I've just, I've had a lot of life events happen within the last uh, two, three years of my life. And I'm recognizing that as you get older, these events probably are less spaced out, or at least we have maybe bigger events that are more, or they're more spaced out, right? There's less time in between them. I think, like, when you're younger, there's... uh well, okay, when you're younger, there's events that happen and, you know, it's like you graduate once, right? And then you start a job and maybe you go through jobs, but there's like pivotal moments in your career that happen when you're younger and it seems like they come not often enough, right? And as we're older, I feel like every day is a struggle just to try to get shit done, obviously, because our lives have developed in the way that they've developed over these 34 years or however old you are at the point in time in which you're listening to this. Uh, but it's like putting all that together, all that experience together and wrapping it up and having like a nice presentation. And I feel like, man, is what did I, did I fuck up by not graduating college until 34? Did I wait too long to decide what I wanted to do with my life? I still don't even know what I want to do with my life, but I do feel like these moments are now happening at a different pace than what I'm familiar with. And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's encouraging. I'm having a great time. I've started a new job and that in of itself has been a learning experience and it's been challenging obviously and it's been fun and it's been all these other different things that I haven't felt for a long time as far as a career and a job goes um you know and Mr. fucking do it all uh you know I don't fucking it's one of my problems I can never com fully complete a lot of things because I do too much um but yeah that I, the new job on top of you know learning in different areas, still trying to educate myself in certain areas, even though it's not like a formal uh, schooling, you know, environment or, or, you know, college anymore, whatever. I'm still trying to learn though, educate myself on the new business, on the new endeavors that I'm on. Um, definitely channel, trying to channel the uh, creative side and my artistic side, uh, which has been a lot of fun as well. Uh, another shameless plug, the first time I'm doing this plug, but uh, real entry level right now, but there's a new magazine called Quiet Magazine. It's an online magazine that I believe is going to have a physical print format here within the next month or two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I've written two articles for them, and that's, you know, I've written obviously for 
online publications in the past. I did some work for uh, the school publication I was working, you know, at the school I was at. Um, you know, very like just small things. I don't think. I mean, I've been paid for things sometimes, but like weird one-off stuff that I'm writing or someone comes to me for. I've never had like a gig where I'm getting like some money to actually write, but I did for the this art this magazine, quietmag.com, check it out. Uh it is very like entry level. They were working with Medium recently, but then now they're working with another company and they've they're just taking on like people that want to collaborate and do things. So I've written two articles on there. I think that they're up already. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. They asked, I got paid. I submitted articles. And I believe they're active as on the new site, which is quietmag.com. You guys should uh, check that out. If you do read it, cool, let me know. Um, and yeah, let me know what you think. I'll just leave it at that because, again, I don't really fully know what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, needless to say, I am dealing with just the, the nuances to life, the, the common chaos. I am dealing with that currently. And so I'm just trying to formulate that into an episode and to make that digestible in terms of like stress and how to manage it because believe it or not I can manage my stress pretty well so moving on on what I'm going to do with this episode I've got two stories that I'm going to share briefly uh keeping this kind of tame but also you know in dealing with my stress and what made what prompted me to do this episode uh by itself is you've got to let loose from time to time you have to be able to get into like your comfort zone or get into uh, a habit of becoming comfortable in uncomfortable positions and then you can adapt and move forward and so on and so forth, right? And so, of course, I'm in this weird bubble and I'm like, hey, I need to just have this like expression of fun and like I need to hang out. I need to hang out with my bros, right? Without, without sounding too much of a bro hard. Uh, but yeah, I need, to, I need to like hang out with friends. I need to, you know, with Becca, I need to just socialize more. Sorry, I'm not being very socially out there at least as as much as I normally am from what I'm familiar with okay and that's something that I a hundred percent have struggled with since I've moved to to Texas I've struggled with being able to and I've been out here six years now going on seven years I've found it hard to get into like that comfortable norm that I had back home in, in, in Palm Springs with my friends and my family being so close and my my you know security blankets if you will in, in different ways, right? I had my routines, I had my job, my friends, my circles, my this, my that. But in order for me to go in the direction that I want to go, and I, I believe this for everybody, and I fucking yell it at the top of my lungs to all my people back home, you gotta leave, you gotta go, you gotta move, and you gotta like understand that, you know, there's so many different opportunities out there, and when we are so comfortable in our lives, uh, you know, it can be kind of hard to recognize areas of growth or opportunity or, um, you know, issues that might be underlining with you or your relationships and what have you. And so in, in struggling with all of that, I've just been kind of being like a yes man as of later. Like, yeah, let's go do this. Let's fucking do that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyways, uh, first story, Saturday night. This is today's date, by the way, is Friday the 13th, May the 13th on a Friday. All you superstitious fucks out there. I hope you're having a good one. Uh, the energy's been good, for sure, today. The energy's been good, 100%. Um, so yeah, this is this past Saturday, May 7th, UFC 274. 
my buddy Khalil, who's also been on the podcast, hits me up. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? We going to check this fight out or what? And I was reluctant to hang out. I was just, I did not want to do much, but it's fight night. I'm ripping, roaring, ready to go, ripping and tearing. And I'm like, you know what, man? Let's figure it out. Cruise over to my pad and we, and we will figure this out. Okay. I worked all day, hung out with my boys at work, um, you know. And the way that I've been adapting with this new job and the way that I've been kind of balancing myself out with this new job, because it is a lot and it's new and it's fresh and it's just, it's a ride, um, is I just, I've got to prioritize. I've got to prioritize my time and my energy and my efforts a lot differently. And so made the decision like on the way home, like, hey, yeah, I am down to hang out. Cool, man. Cruise. Let's check these fights out. See what's up. We have a couple of beers at the house. Me, him, Becca, we're hanging out. He's like, yo, let's go check this fight out at uh this bar little woodrow shout out i'm like yes of course let's do it and so we go there uh you know having a good time enjoying ourselves sitting at the bar watching these fights and me and khalil and becca we're connecting having a good time uh you know just enjoying the moment enjoying ourselves enjoying the the public enjoying the atmosphere that maybe a lot of people missed out on over the last couple of years um i haven't been to a bar for a fight in quite some time and you know it just felt different it felt a little bit different than it normally does and so i'm raging (laughs) we start going in and khalil likes to drink tequila and so he starts ordering tequila shots mind you tequila is not my drink of choice tequila is not my go-to liquor i will do it occasionally uh, a famous time that I had too much tequila in me, I ended up like pro wrestling my friend, and this is maybe right before I moved to Texas, so within the last decade, I'm 34, so within the last 10 years, I pro wrestled one of my good friends in a kitchen uh, under the influence of tequila. Becca, on the other hand, just her and tequila are like fucking water in a cactus like they just like that is her fuel she is a cactus in the desert and her fuel is just tequila and she thrives off of it she also thrives with a particular move called the puke and rally and so there's certain situations and certain times in life where you just get so obliterated and so annihilated you start disconnecting from reality in a moment of reality where nobody else is disconnecting quite like you are. You're in your own little world and you're drunk and a lot of times you disconnect further from reality than a lot of other people disconnect. And a lot of times we don't come back until we sober up, which could be hours later. Becca has this move called the puke and rally where she does just that. She pukes, literally recharges her battery within the course of that five, 10 minutes that it takes her to uh, purge out whatever evil is inside her, exorcism style. And then she rallies, and it's great. It works phenomenally. I gave her shit for this move many times in the past, but over the course of the last few times, I understand its importance. And so, and I've maybe only done this one other time in my life, and it was, um, well, my friend Andrew, shout out Andrew, uh, who's also been on the podcast, check it out. Uh, Me and him went real hard when he came out and visited, and he made me throw up. And uh, so I'm, I'm getting this past Saturday with Khalil and Becca. I'm getting increasingly more drunk on tequila because Khalil and Becca love tequila. And I uh, got to go take a piss. This is the first major event of the night. I got to go take a piss. And I'm realizing that I am probably more than likely going to have to puke and rally at some point. And I mentioned that to Becca. And Becca goes, wow, 
I haven't seen you throw up much. You've not thrown up much being drunk. I handle my liquor pretty well. Hey, this is for whatever, five times you've done this. You know, I'm amazed. But if you need to, now is the time because you're going to eventually get too drunk where the puking isn't going to stop. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, noted, noted. So I go to the bathroom, go to take a pee. In my head, I'm good. I'm not going to puke and rally. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have to do this. And so I'm taking a piss, doing my thing. There's a gentleman at the sink to my right washing his hands. And as I walked in, I noticed that there was somebody in the stall next to me, which is next to the urinal. I'm uh, zipping up my business, about to go wash my hands. And the gentleman in the bathroom stall next to me collapses naked on the floor and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head and I go yo dude you okay and I look under the stall and his eyes are rolling and I go oh fuck go get help this dude's seizing I thought he was fucking seizing or maybe even Odin he was naked his pants like around his ankles I fucking also run out I go yo we got someone passing out in the bathroom come come quick fucking bar dudes come running back it, I was literally outside maybe 10 15 seconds in the hey i've got someone back here in the bathroom the bar was maybe 10 feet from the restroom he's blacking out passing out whatever we need help call 911 i run back as i run back into the stall mind you gone 15 seconds homeboy is completely dressed leaning against the wall in the bathroom stall he goes i'm good bro and and i go what are you okay man and he goes i'm good man and he's like, just, he's completely drunk, annihilated, staring off. I just look at the bar of people, the fucking guys, and I'm just like, I don't know, dude, I'm out of here. And I leave. I leave real quick. Turns out he was annihilated, like, falling over, trying to leave the bathroom. They end up having to escort him out of the premises. The, the bar people came, come over to me, and they're like, yo, man, thank you. Appreciate that. I was freaking out, man. I thought this kid was Odin. I thought this kid was beyond fucked up i thought he maybe he hurt his head i thought he was down for the count and we were gonna have to start helping him do something and 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 it was gonna transpire into something and within the course of 15 seconds he popped up got completely dressed his shirt was off i don't even know how his shirt got off he was fully naked under when he had collapsed onto the ground and within 15 seconds was fully dressed leaning against the bathroom wall i think maybe he was like oh i'm fucked up i better compose myself and panic composed and was good to go for like that i don't know i don't know but he was he was fucked up he had problems getting out of the bathroom uh literally nobody believed me because i was the only one in the bathroom that saw it and so i come back drunkenly trying to explain what is going on and the bar they're just like yeah dude whatever like okay you're drunk and then finally the bar validated that for me and i was good there so in the midst of that panic um the tony ferguson michael chandler fight has started so for a little quick sidebar those of you that don't know this past weekend was ufc 274 and it had some fucking crazy bouts the three of which at the top of the card were tony ferguson michael chandler and a lightweight bout thug rose namajunas the strawweight champion of the world 115 pounds female fight defended her her belt against carla sparza um and then the main event was charles Oliveira, the former lightweight champion as of the start of the fight because he forfeited his title on the scale because he did not make the 155 pound limit more on that later versus his opponent for that fight uh justin gaethje and um it was just a bonker card pretty much all night great fights not you know fucking crazy 
Jorge Masvidal style knockouts and shit, Keith Buckley spinning heel kicks. Um, but it was an eventful night. Obviously, we're enjoying the atmosphere and we're hanging out. And so I'm starting to now drink for this Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson fight. And it's one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. I highly recommend for you casual fight fans or you non-fight fans. If you're casual, you probably saw this fight. But for you non-fight fans that might be a little interested in it, go try to catch the highlights from UFC 274. The Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson fight ends in a ridiculous upkick. Now, that was in the second round. The first round of that fight was a phenomenal first round fight and uh, a first round for a fight. And I highly recommend you go and you check that out. You guys can skip the co-main event because it was boring as balls. And it was during that co-main event, I made the final decision to go puke and rally. Now, I had sat back. Uh, this is the second story of the night. So I had sat back after the restroom incident. Bar said, hey, cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, high five. I have another drink or two. Uh, Rose Namajunas comes out to fight Carlos Sparza, and I make the decision that I have to be one with God in this moment and go and puke. And so apologies to anybody that uh, works in the apartment or in the uh, business building slash Little Woodrose uh, parking lot right there in the little island but yeah your boy had to get rid of some lunch and some dinner uh in order for me to continue into the night because somehow somehow khalil and becca haven't missed a beat they're both well i mean and and, and becca had taken it easy because she did have to work in the morning so she was taking it kind of easy but khalil to my surprise has not missed a beat and you know i i have i cannot let that happen i've got to be able to hang i can't just be like this i can't just black out and not you know hang out not not that's my goal is to hang out right and so i i throw up for a solid 10 minutes you know get it out of my system i pray and i don't pray often not religious person but and it wasn't like a, oh god please you know no it wasn't like a oh thank you universe for showing me this sign and the sign was that i could be i could be homeboy in the bathroom stall which was just utter annihilation and disappointment and ultimately, I think he took an L. I think he had to go home and, and, and clearly lost his cool. Or me, who's right on the verge of losing my fucking cool, but had the wherewithal to go, you know what? I'm going to throw up. And I went and I threw up. And sure enough, I came back, had another drink. Um, and then we made our way to P. Terry's. And Khalil uh, blacked out. Yeah. So there you have it. He ended up succumbing to the tequila. And that's what he gets for feeding me tequila. He is the one that blacks out. Yeah, in the P. Terry's uh, drive-thru, mind you, after he peed in the dumpster area in said drive-thru. The shenanigans of Austin, Texas. You know what I'm saying? This is a good time. I love you, Khalil. Enjoy your trip. He's in, uh, I think he went to St. Louis to hang out with the fam. Uh, so, yeah, man. You enjoy yourself. Have fun. Had a great time. The fights, again, you guys have to watch these fights. The... Um, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira main event, lived up to the hype. It was a great fight, and Charles Oliveira further cemented his legacy as one of the best lightweights in the world. Some drama leading up to it, um, he lost his he lost his belt on the scale because when you're in a championship fight, there's no weight allowance on the weight max on the weight limit, and for the lightweight title, it is 155 pounds. That is the most you can be in any other fight that isn't for a championship belt you are allowed a one pound allowance, okay? So if it was a normal fight, Charles Oliveira could have weighed 156 pounds. 
at his heaviest. He came in on the scale at 155 pounds, or 155 and a half, so 155.5. They gave him an hour to cut weight, and he didn't cut any weight. He came back and still weighed 155 and a half pounds. Now, there's since been some controversy and some enlightenment on some scaling issues and it being under investigation, and they're going to pretty much change the format of weigh-ins and to make it better, or not change the format, but change some formalities of the weigh-ins to better suit perhaps some adjustments or some miscalculations that the scale can come under uh it's just kind of a weird mess but the drama up to it is the commission goes yo man we got to strip you of your belt because you didn't make the weight and for a second people thought the fight was going to be off which was really disappointing because justin gaethje 100 deserves the title fight and um you know he just charles Oliveira for whatever slipped up and they told him hey we're gonna still do the fight but you can't win the belt you'll if you win you'll get the next title shot granted you make weight um, but as far as this fight goes, you can't reclaim the belt or win the belt. So you're going to forfeit it, start of the fight tomorrow night, and only Justin Gaethje can win it. So it added a little bit of a, of a depth, some drama to the main event if you weren't already intrigued by the fact that it is the number one and two guy in the division right now, Charles Oliveira, who has proven himself to be a monster and has proven himself to be the rightful champ and he's beaten all the top guys and Justin Gaethje 100% deserves that title fight. And they showed up. You gotta, you're, you're glad that the fight happened. A little disappointed in, in the narrative behind it, but you know it is what it is. And man, Charles Oliveira starched. Charlie Olive starched Justin Gaethje. Well, didn't starch him. I'm sorry, I take that back. But he completely choked him out and made it to where he took Justin Gaethje into his realm of the fight. Uh, now, what it was, it was off of a takedown series, uh, a little scramble, but Charles Oliveira, when he, he got knocked down twice by Justin Gaethje in that first round, and he wanted the fight on the ground. He did not want to get up. He did not want to get up with Justin Gaethje. He, he laid on his back, and that's why the whole jiu-jitsu meme right now, when guys break into a, when someone breaks into a jiu-jitsu guy's house and it's just the dudes on their back, is like, that's the point. Charles Oliveira wanted Justin Gaethje to get to the ground with him so he could then try to go for the submission because Justin Gaethje has killer knockout power and can easily flatline anybody, and he knocked down Oliveira twice in this first round. Okay, in a boxing fight, that's almost over. Like, you've got one more knockdown and it's over. Okay, in MMA, this is huge because damage is now going to be inflicted. Another knockdown could be followed up by a barrage of strikes and it's over. And so, in this particular situation, Charles Oliveira is on his back trying to go Justin Gaethje to get on the ground with him. And he's not, so they have to stand it up. Well, there was an exchange that found uh, Gaethje and... Oliveira entangled going to the ground and once that happens you're not you, you, Charles Oliveira is likely going to strap to you like a backpack and not allow you to get up he's going to grab some limb and you're going to be fucked and that's sure enough what happened he was able to in, a secure leg and then he was able to get on his back and got his hooks in and was able to sink in a rear naked choke and he tapped out Justin Gaethje in the first round and it was a remarkable performance by both men because they both came in ready right out of the gate to take that fucking belt. And Oliveira, fortunately for him, unfortunately for Justin Gaethje, was just on a different level that night in terms of game plan. And sure enough, he eventually got him to the ground. He was able to get a hold of him and get in tight and just is that good at jiu-jitsu and is that good at the fight game right now and is just that good for his division that he was able to take Justin Gaethje's back and choke him out. So, 
it is it is a fucking fight. If you guys are curious about um, differences in a fight, striking versus grappling, and how they play into an MMA fight, that's the perfect fight to watch. It's only not even a full round. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. Now, on to my own personal fight. Story number three of this podcast. Story number three. So, come springtime here in Texas, bugs and flowers and all that shit starts, you know, birthing and, and whatever, right? Um, and with all that shit, no, sorry, I had a funny joke in my head, but I'm not going to repeat it. Um, with all that shit happening, uh, you know, bugs are out. Bugs are, are coming for us. And uh, where I'm working, I'm working in New Braunfels, uh, which is this little, like, suburb-ish area, farmland area um, between San Antonio and Austin. And I'm, you know, on the road a lot and in these areas that are, you know, a lot of land, wooded, you know, a lot of greenery, a lot of vegetation, a lot of shit that's allowing for just bugs to be around, right? I'm in, uh, I'm in the, I guess, housing industry, real estate, well, I'm not doing real estate. I'm working, I'm doing, I'm helping design custom homes. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just a lot. So without going into details, I'm in nice homes all day, almost every day at my job, you know, different, whatever environments and homes, but I'm in enclosed areas, not in the wilderness all the time. And the bugs in Texas are so crazy is like, you'll have a nest, a hornet's nest or a wasp's nest on your house in a matter of two days. Once wasps start hanging out, they're just fucking crazy. And then just keeps growing and spiders. Like, so you got to make sure you're on ex- your extermination. And like, we've been going to these different houses and a lot of people aren't living in some of the houses. And so we have to go through and like, you know, figure out what we're going to be doing as far as the actual job goes. But when we're in these houses, it's so momentary. There's not, they're not being lived in, but we have to be in them from time to time and we're finding bugs all like, right. Okay. So, Hey, we need to get the spray guys to come out. But we, as you like, as I've been going to my car over the last couple of days, there's like bugs just everywhere. Like there was a jumping spider on my car. And this isn't just in like the new Braunfels secluded areas. This is also in Austin. Like me and Becca, we had a wasp nest on our house, on our roof one time that I've put on our Instagram uh, we recently have been taking pictures of bugs that we're finding. We've jumping spiders are all over the fucking place. The little black and white ones. Um, and so I've, we've taken videos over the last couple of weeks of these bugs that we're finding. And we've had this running joke where like the bugs are out to get us. They're attacking us. And, uh, sure enough in the model homes that we've been in and a couple of people I've worked with, we've commented on how many bugs we've seen as well. So me and my buddy are leaving the other day and, uh, <laughs> We're leaving, and I noticed that my driver's side window was left down, okay? This particular community that I'm in, I have to have the guard, the gate guard let me in, right? And so, we, I'm, <laughs> I fucked up, rolled my window down in the morning, said what's up, didn't roll it back up. So that means for six hours, seven hours, my driver's side window was down. And sure as hell exposed my car to the potential of having a bug go in it or several bugs go in it and you know there's kind of like a big tree in the driveway where i park and i've we've again have found spiders and wasps around our vehicles as we go to leave 
And so I say to my buddy, I go, fuck, man, I really hope a bug didn't get in my car. I open my driver and my driver's side door and I look around, okay? I throw my briefcase in the back seat. I move a couple things and I go, all right, man, I'm just fucking making sure there's nothing in here, dude. That would suck if a fucking spider got in here and crawled on me or some shit while I'm driving. I drive like 45 minutes to and from work. Okay, sometimes it's an hour, a little over with traffic, what have you. So I'm driving these good portions of the time, right? Um, and so I look for like that brief second and kind of leave the doors open. We chat for like a couple seconds. I don't see anything. I shut my doors. I start to go, right? I turn my car on. I, I send out a couple text messages. Normally my routine when I get in my car is I'll put my music on. I got to drive, right? Depending on where I'm going. Put my music on fucking text whoever i'm gonna text for like a brief second yo you know babe i'm on my way home off love you you know hey going to class figuring out my routine whatever i'm gonna do for the rest of the night make my connections so that takes five minutes right so i'm in my car for five minutes as i prep get ready to pull out of the driveway do another ocular pat down look between my seats whatever oh cool hit it in drive and i and i start to leave i get to the end of the block and for whatever reason, I'm still slightly paranoid. And I, I, I go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look around again. So I look in my passenger seat between the seats, look over my right shoulder in the back, right? Look in between my seats. And for whatever reason, something in my head said, look over your left shoulder just one more time, right? And this is before I'm out on like a main road. This is when I'm still in the community that we're in at the moment. I look over my left shoulder. And there is this red wasp that is easily two inches, two and a half, three inches long. Fat fucking ass. This stinger on this motherfucker was so big. You could Google red wasp. And that's basically what was in my car. A red, I just Googled red wasp Texas and it came up. That's what was on my back fucking window. Right behind my head. While I'm driving. What do I do? Of course, I yell, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, four or five times because I'm just, my brain processes the fight or flight. What am I going to do? Uh, I don't take my eyes off the wasp, which to me is like, okay, cool. At least I was fucking vigilant enough to not let it go out of my vision, right? And so I rolled the window down. I fucking thankfully hit the right window on just instinct. Back window starts rolling down. Homeboy crawls from one from the inside of the window to the top. I go, I'm fucking smashing this dude, and I roll my window back up. Right towards the top, before it closes, homeboy slides on the outside of the window and flies away. <sighs> I was terrified. I was fucking terrified. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's funny now, and, like, I call my buddy who pulled away a minute or two before me, right? I'm in front of the guard gate now. I drive to the guard gate, open up all my windows, all my doors, obviously. Uh, fucking <laughs> took the couple things that were in my back seat and threw them in my trunk. Didn't even look through them or shake. I just grabbed and shoved them in the back of my trunk, slammed my trunk shut, uh, told the guard what happened. He laughed at me. And then I leave, and I'm like 15 minutes from a, a main freeway. And so... I'm panicking on the way to this freeway because I'm thinking, holy shit, what if there's another one in here? What if that one got on me while I was driving, going 80, you know, between a semi and a fucking median? 
you know? Or what if this thing landed on my face or my arm while I'm driving and it caused me to swerve and I cause a car accident, you know? And so I fucking stopped where the freeway is at. I get out, I called uh, my friend Matt, who does the I Hate the Scene podcast with me. I call him and fucking tell him, yo, bro, if I die in a car accident, it is wasp got me. <laughs> There's a wasp in my car right now trying to kill me, dude. And he's laughing at me. I called my coworkers, my two coworkers that have been experiencing the most bugs with me. One dude had a wasp in his room like fucking a week ago. Um, they're laughing at me. I drove the whole way home. I drove f- an hour, let's call it, with all four windows down and me hunched over my weir- my steering wheel looking back over my shoulders periodically to make sure that there wasn't some fucking wasp trying to assassinate me. Oh man, I was terrified. <laughs> I was so terrified of this fucking wasp, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. And so I was like, holy shit, I gotta talk about, fuck my fight or flight issues for my next episode. I'm gonna talk about how I legitimately almost <laughs> fought or flew from this wasp. Oh man. And for those of you that know me, I'm terrified of spiders. Spiders used to stop me in my tracks. Spiders used to send paralyzing chills down my body. I used to hate spiders and fucking move into Texas. Goddamn, they're everywhere and they're huge. They are huge out here. So I just, I'll punch one. If I see a spider on my wall, I punch it. Like, I'll hit it with my fist. I don't even care anymore. There's been, I have spilled spider blood on these hands and I let every, I leave it. I'll punch a spider on my wall and I'll leave it for its stupid spider friends. So it knows not to fuck with me or my family. Man, I have had to grow some, uh, my arachnophobia has diminished because of uh, because of living in Texas, man. Whew. All right, guys. That's all I got for you today. Three stories, a couple stories that I hoped uh, resonated with you in some way. What, did, what, what lessons did we learn? Uh, check your seats. We learned that from urban legends because a murderer might be hanging in your back seat. But check them for bugs. All right, especially if you live in Texas. Check your car for bugs. Uh, don't drink too much at a bar without having the possibility of puking and rallying being on your list of options because if you don't do that, you wind up like homeboy who passed out in the bathroom stall next to me, butt naked. Um, yeah, so puke, uh, puke and rally is also an option if you're hammered. Uh, definitely a move I recommend adding to your arsenal. Also, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. A true thing as well. That's also what fucked me up. I had a couple beers at my house, went to a bar, had a liquor drink, right? Had two or three shots of tequila, had a couple more beers. I was stacking the liquors in my belly. I was stacking the fluids, and that's not good. Gravity is a very real thing. Um, for yes, anybody that's done bartending, I bartended in the past, and yeah, the gravity to tell you separate drinks. Anyways, uh, it also fucks your belly up. And that's was a, so liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Rule of thumb, always follow that. That, I, I largely contribute that to why I rarely throw up when I drink because I normally stick to that method. But again, I wanted to let loose a little bit with my friend Khalil and my wife and sure enough, the fucking tequila gods came for me. Lessons that we learned. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Uh, puke and rally is definitely an option, especially so you don't fucking pass out drunk at a bathroom stall. Uh... Always check your vehicle for intruders and attackers. Those of the humankind and those of the bug kind, because very real things. Again, check out phoenixfit.com. Save yourself 15% chaos FNX as your promo code. 
Uh, promo code for fightbackcbd.com is going to be chaos, just chaos, and you're going to save yourself 20%, anything and everything through both websites. Again, if you guys uh, use those promo codes and purchase things through phoenixfit.com or fightbackcbd.com they directly support the podcast therefore you directly support me i appreciate that you can also continue to support the podcast through uh, commonchaos.net has all the episodes up there the instagram and uh well the instagram's the common chaos you can also follow me on my personal instagram of brian of death and then twitter i'm normally just on of brian of death on twitter um but yeah, The Common Chaos on both of those if you guys want to follow those. I do have a YouTube. I'm getting a link tree in that set up. Uh, got a couple fight videos up. Check those out. You can also check out, I did a new segment for I Hate the Scenes. So I do a podcast with my good friend Matt Musselwhite and Jordan Madro every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a music and entertainment podcast. Uh, and I did a new segment called Breakdown at Brian's where I do album reviews. I did North Lane's Obsidian, which is their most recent album. Just came out... Uh, last week two weeks ago so you guys can check that out youtube.com backslash c slash i hate the scene uh that's it guys really appreciate you listening to this episode we're almost at 100 baby and then when that happens who knows what's going to happen next but 100 episodes that march to 100 we're coming on strong thank you guys again love you